This is Tyrell <laughs> Pearson, your podcast host of Geeking Out Loud. We have a special guest with uh, with us today, Dave the Clone. You might have heard of him. He's experienced at podcasting a little bit <laughs> today. Hey, how's it going, man? Happy Saturday. Yes, and it's a very good one, actually. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, well, as you alluded to, I do have some experience in the realm of podcasting. You might recognize me from uh, uh, my long stint at my shop, the Hollow Network. Uh, I've also got some friends over in the Terraforma Artist Union whose shows I've appeared on, and uh, we regularly show up over on Radio Haver, which is a, uh, a Scotland-based internet radio station run by my good friend Drew Carson. So yeah, I've been, I've been around a few places, and uh, now I'm hanging out over here because I'm ready to geek out loud, man, with some fellow geeks from the podcasting uh, sphere of influence. Yes. Now we got a couple of topics to talk about today. Like we got we got to talk about the Snyder cut, of course. Man, it's it's a crazy week this week. Yeah, I have all all kinds of stuff yes. was exploding. Yes, like we got to talk about the Snyder cut. We got to talk about the Mandalorian season two and what we think about last Star Wars movie. <laughs> and then we got to talk about uh the Batwoman, how she ran off and left Gotham. So we got to talk about that. Wow. But, if anybody was asleep this week, you wake up like you just came out of a coma and like 10 years worth of stuff happened. I swear, it's like an I Am Legend type deal. Yeah. <laughs> would, would you rather it be I Am Legend or like Walking Dead, though? I mean, I guess they're pretty close to the same thing, right? Oh, no, they're not. I Am Legend, they run at least. Oh, Walking true. Dead, <laughs> Walking Dead, they like almost power walk, but at the most. Yeah, yeah, they shamble. They shamble towards you, and you have to just... It's death. You can't escape death, right? It's everywhere, so it doesn't matter if it moves slow, but in uh, in I Am Legend, it's angry at us. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, they even have dogs that are like... I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I recently found out they were vampires. I should have seen the clues. <laughs> okay. But... I'm glad you said that. We could can, can we talk about this for a few seconds? Because, um... I don't know. Uh, do you know the book that that movie's based on? Have you ever read the book "I Am Legend" by Richard Matheson? No, I've only seen the movie, and I cried like at least every time I seen it. I will tell you that the book it is much more clear that they're vampires. <laughs> I felt like in the movie, I thought they were zombies. You know what I mean? And yeah, in like, the book, I thought at first. It's like more like True Blood in the book, you know, like the vampires can talk and they have like uh, they eventually sort of replace all of society. And the the actual title, I Am Legend, is referring to the main character because he's literally the last human being left. He was able to hold out in his house and like and survive. And um, it becomes to the point where years have gone by and new young vampires don't even believe humans ever existed. So when, when they finally catch him and, and like they find out that it, it's real, he says, I'm legend. You know, they, they didn't even think I was real. So the book is a little bit different than the movie. Just throwing it out there and a high recommend for me, for sure. And that's high both ways of taking that. <laughs> yes, like, oh man, every time I seen that movie, I cried, but... I didn't cry much as I cried about, this wasn't even tears of like sadness, it was tears of real depressedness from watching this freaking Justice League movie <laughs> that we got already. Well, it started with Batman Superman, to be honest, with me. Uh, that was the first sign that the uh, DC shared universe was going to be hitting a wall pretty hard. Yes, like literally when I first seen it, I'm like, I was so hyped at first. 
it even said on I'm Legend there was a little Easter egg saying Batman versus Superman. Yeah, there's a there's a when he's walking through deserted Times Square, there's a big billboard with the uh, Superman and Batman logos kind of combined, and I think they just did that just to say, wouldn't it be cool if this was a world where that movie existed? And now we have that world, and I guess we and, and we <laughs> don't like it at all. We didn't like that. Well, we had to then follow up to we actually Good. caught up with well, I Am Legend. We have a pandemic going on now too. It's like so you can't have a world with Batman and Superman without a pandemic. <laughs> oh yeah like when i first uh seen batman versus superman like i was wondering i'm like okay this seemed like a cool idea but then all of a sudden i didn't have anything a problem with henry henry cavell and ben affleck as batman i just had a problem with for one or both their mom named her martha yeah <laughs> so. that should not be the magic bullet that unites two superheroes you know what i mean like no. They, they they are supposed to be dedicated to you know truth justice the American way and and that's supposed to be what brings them together in my mind you know yes like and Batman I don't know what peeved Batman off but something about him and when he hears Superman it's giving him an angerism like he wants to kill Superman all the way like he's vowed his life like I shall not kill yet he's trying to stab Superman with a kryptonite like spear. Well, let's. Can we back up to Man of Steel? Did you like Man of Steel? Yes, man. Like. Okay, I wanted this to be another like like almost like Man of Steel two. You know what I mean? Instead of yes. Batman versus Superman, my favorite part of BVS is that opening scene where we see Bruce Wayne watching the fight at the end of Man of Steel happening from across the bay, and he's like, "Oh my God, my buildings are being destroyed. Get my people out of those buildings!" and I actually thought the better story for Batman Superman would have been if the whole world is pissed at Superman because him fighting with his people did so much more damage than if they had just given Superman back over to the bad guys, right? Like, how many innocent people probably died in Metropolis in Man of Steel? Oh, man. Like, when I first seen that, I'm like, I kind of see Batman's point of view why he hates Superman, but at the same time, you don't give him enough credit, like... He's here to save people. He ain't enslaving us. Right, exactly. He could have shown up and just started killing us instantly, which is what Darkseid probably would do when he shows up in the DC universe, which, yeah, dropping a little Easter egg for what we're going <laughs> to drop that Easter egg for what we're going to talk about later now. Um, yeah. And and the fact that, like, especially, like, when... Um, that one senator from Kentucky wanted to, like, put Batman... Oh, not Batman, put Superman on trial for... And it wasn't even for the damage to Metropolis. It was for what happens at the beginning of Batman, Superman in Africa, right? Like, like uh, this weird warlord, and that you know the photographer gets killed there as Jimmy Olsen. It's like so much that they tried to do with like a sort of weird throwaway opening. I mean, like, super, like the idea that Superman hasn't just started killing us the second he got here should be all we need to know. Like, all right, this guy, we should we should just be friendly to him forever. Like, we should just be so happy he's here. Yeah, like, have you ever seen Brightburn, by the way? Oh, we, oh, we just watched that a couple weeks ago with my girlfriend. Yes. And what did you think of that? I'm kind of not and sure how I feel. It's what Batman would, that what Batman thinks is going to happen with Superman. And he thinks that what could happen if Superman was, had a bad day mm-hmm. and, and wanted to kill all of us. I kind of felt like... I liked that they were setting up a dark universe at the end of it. They they were like totally setting up the idea of like a dark universe at the end of that movie. Like when they're showing all the scenes on the news of like places where 
weird catastrophes are happening. Like this kid isn't the only super in that in that shared universe that I don't even know if they're making any more movies in it, but I would love to see more. That's what I liked it, but I hated when it ended. I felt like, all right, I need more because the bad guy just got away. I'm still not used to that in movies yet. The bad guy living through it and then nothing happening after that, you know? Yeah. Like when I first seen that, I'm like, I'm like, they're setting up a dark universe for the Justice League. I swear they are. Oh, see, now that would be cool. Or, like, maybe to fight the Teen Titans or something like that. You know? Yes. See, damn, dude. All right, this is one of the things I love about podcasting. We're going to write better movies than the movies we watch. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Fan-made substances is, like, better than what directors have because they're doing it for the fans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be tough. I I always say I wish uh, when I finally get to make a movie that there's going to be somebody there to just kind of be like assuring me like dude trust me listen people are going to talk shit about this whether it's awesome or not so just get that part out of your mind and just make the best thing you can make and then see what happens you know because i feel like i mean just the way i talk about movies sometimes i'm always like damn this must be a tougher job than we all give it credit for you know yeah like i give them credit but at the same time if it's like way off off the storyline like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, we all probably gave Snyder a hard time for how Batman Superman came out and uh, and definitely uh, Justice League. But he also had, like, major family tragedy at that time, too. I think his daughter passed away. And so he wound up having to kind of, like, leave production um definitely on justice league and joss whedon who you know mr avengers is the one who kind of came in and stitched it together and wrote a couple new scenes and um i i won i i wonder if we uh what what's gonna happen when he gets to kind of get back to it and do kind of the george lucas effect like hey this is what i really wanted to do yeah like we see it through his vision like and when i first seen uh the cuts like not snyder but after Snyder left and we got a new director, I was like, okay, we got Avengers person. Like, it, it can't be that bad, right? And then you see Batman telling so many jokes. <laughs> like, happy and everything, like Avengers type deal, you know? Oh, yeah, like when, uh, isn't, all right, who is it when Superman comes back to life that he uh, says something to Batman like, yeah, I'm sure some people want me want to see me fail, and Batman's like, I don't, you know, it's like it's this weird, totally different Batman than he was in Batman Superman. He's the exactly. full one. He's, like, he's, tr- he's a Batman to tell jokes like he's like almost like Iron Man almost. Well, I think it's also he's he's had some time to have Wonder Woman as, as his girlfriend and it has probably chilled him out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he seemed like he was pretty pissed off in that first movie. Like he hadn't had a girlfriend in a long time. Maybe. I don't know. He, like, it's just him and Alfred and Alfred's just drinking himself to oblivion because he's like, I got Bruce and Bruce is losing his mind. and <laughs> Yeah, since he lost Rob and now all he has is me and he won't leave me alone. And you know what? That would have been. We should have seen some flashbacks of that. We def- That was a huge mistake for Batman Superman. They show the statue. They show the graffiti. And you know that nobody really who doesn't know about, you know, the killing joke and all the uh, stories that these movies were supposed to be based on, um, they don't know about the fact that Joker killed Robin. You know what I mean? And, like, especially, like, beheading and stuff, like, with the way the statues chopped up like that. They didn't know... Like, there were people... I've heard podcasts where people going, I didn't even know what the hell that was. And I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't... 
you know, you can't drop so many Easter eggs in your first thing. It has to be somewhat cohesive. Yeah, like, you gotta make it, like, where it's easy for people to tell, but, but at the same time, not really easy, you know? Hmm. But kick it up a notch, oh, just not not so far. I mean, they were trying to what what they didn't they tried to do their their group movie first instead of doing at least two or three individual character movies before you bring them together, right? Because like Marvel did, we had Iron Man, we had Hulk, we had Thor. Uh, Captain America is called First Avenger, so that's the first time you kind of get the sense. All right, we're gonna start pulling these guys together, you know. Um, you, you had so much easier to introduce one person at a time. <laughs> yeah, like they, they should have done that with like Batman first, Ben Affleck's Batman. We already got Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. They should have had Aquaman there and Flash, and yeah, but like Hal Jordan. Well, we not the Green Lantern movie we know now, but <laughs> another Hal Jordan. <laughs> yeah, man, talk about a huge mistake. <laughs> I don't know. That was. What? That was the last of the bad era, though. That was the last where they didn't know. Well, no, I guess it wasn't the last because we also had Electra and other stuff come out that was just like, dudes, what are you doing? Yes, like, when I first seen Green Lantern, I'm like, I'm, I loved Ryan Reynolds, but at the same time, when I first seen him, like, kept making jokes, I'm like, Hal Jordan, he is funny at sometimes, but he doesn't pull a joke every minute of the movie. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the best part of the whole thing is when they do all their Deadpool promotions, he totally just rags on Green Lantern all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I want a costume, yeah. but nothing computer animated. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, oh, man, when I first seen Green Lantern, I'm like, this is going to be a good movie because, you know, we got a lot of CGI effects that are good. So when I first seen it, I gave it a shot. I hated it. Yeah, thing. yeah. I didn't even make it through the whole thing. I, I was like flipping around on. This is also back in the day before streaming, so flipping yeah. around on cable, and it's like, oh, Green Lanterns. Oh, geez, what is this? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, what is this? Wait, are you serious? Well, all right, we're done. Moving on. You know, like, you remember the first X Men movie? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was kind of like a oh. That's pretty cool. They made a live-action X-Men. And they've done nothing but get better since. Well, I guess, arguably, Last Stand was horrible. But, you know, at least visually, they were getting cooler and cooler. And it was the kind of thing, growing up, all my friends were always like, they'll never be able to make an X-Men live-action movie. They'll never have the animation. They'll never have the CGI. It's like they're just going to only be able to make cartoons. And I always felt like, at least when those movies came out, it proved all those naysayers wrong. But I think that's also why it pisses us off so much when they fuck these movies up now. Because it's like, you know, you guys fought really hard to get here to where they would have this many superhero movies in the theaters at once. And people are taking them seriously enough to care that, like, Marvel did 23 movies for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, we we watched 13 movies a year, two years in a row. You know, like, it was like something crazy. Um, And, uh... To have, like, you have that sort of opportunity and then to have something like this with so much hype and so much uh, investment in it from the fans, it was really kind of like a huge smack in the face that they just kind of didn't seem to care about the things that they should have cared about. Yes, like, oh, man. When I first uh, seen the X-Men movies, too, like, I loved them. I love Hugh Jackman, most of all. Yep, yep, absolutely. Wolverine's my spirit animal, man. <laughs> yeah. Like him, and then Deadpool. Yep. Like, they are comic accurate, I swear. Yeah. 
I think actually Logan is probably the best one. I think that's my favorite one out of all of these. I like Logan. I didn't hate Dark Phoenix, but I think Logan's the strongest of the X-Men movies. And it's really more of a Wolverine. It's like a spinoff, right? It's not even considered technically an X-Men movie. Oh, man. Like, when, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, when the Snyder Cut, though, a lot of people, some people even asked me, like, a couple of days ago, they're like, hey, what's uh the Snyder Cut? Why is everyone making a big deal about it? I'm like, are y'all serious? <laughs> it's going to be like, a, an extra hour of the movie, I guess. Something, at least, right? You know? Yeah, it's like... I'm like, what do you mean? What's the Snyder Cut like? This, are, did y'all wake up out of a coma? I mean, what are you? I was so confused. Well, what are you hoping for the most out of the Snyder Cut? Like, what, what if if there are like two or three things that he absolutely does and and puts back into the into the mix? Are there things oh. that have been rumored that you're looking forward to, or things that you knew were supposed to be in there? Um, just because I'm not, I don't know the full depth of everything that's going to be in there, and part of me is just excited about the fact that he's doing it at all. So I'll take whatever he does, you know. Yeah, like mine would be flat out right now, Dark Side. Yeah. It's, they you have so much CGI. I mean, they made Thanos on screen. Why can't they make Dark Side on screen? Well, you know that scene that is in the movie with Batman in the desert. Like in the future, showing us what happens when Darkseid gets here. I mean, that scene makes zero sense with the movie the way it is. Right? I didn't understand it at all. I thought it was before you said that. I honestly thought it was about Superman ruling the world for some reason. And yeah, and I was, that's when I was wondering when I seen these little demon things flying around his henchmen. I was wondering, I'm like, why is Superman working with these things? And, well, there's, like, one shot where it's, like, Batman is looking from the desert, and he's looking through binoculars, and the, it's a wide shot, and Darkseid's, like, insignia is burned into the ground. and it's But it's so big, so this is, like, some of the things they did wrong. It's almost like the CG was trying to be too good. Like, we want to hide it. We don't want it to be, like, smacking you. No, smack us in the face, man. This is a dream. It's a dream sequence. It should be big. It should make sense to us and not to the character. Character. that's why you put it in the movie <laughs> you know what i mean so um so now you have this huge scene that to me and like the whole concept i guess with uh luther basically saying that just because superman is here at all means that other supers and other people from outside our planet are definitely on their way now i think there's got to be a scene missing where we did something in space because the whole thing with Luther at the end going, we can't unring that bell. I'm like, what bell did you ring? Superman showed up on his own. It's not like he told the, world, the universe, tweeted it out. Hey, I'm going to Earth. If you're looking for me, I'm on Earth. You know what I mean? It's so, I want to know what bell got rung unless it is, uh, you know, Doomsday being created and all the... Like this is this is my mind filling in the blank to give the movie credit. It, it maybe all the radiation from every time Doomsday like did his like self destruct attack or whatever that in a video game that would be the the, the self destruct attack. Um, but maybe that was like sort of sending waves up into space, and now people are gonna think, oh, Kryptonians have landed on Earth. Let's go kill them. Yeah, it's like. Either that or they're like, hey, look, a planet we haven't seen before. Let's go destroy it. Right, yeah, maybe it's just the whole we're not alone and we have to be aware of that now kind of thing. And Luther is, like, taking advantage of it to try to grab for power, you know. Speaking of that scene, like, I loved uh, Deathstroke in that movie. Like, he had a little mm. post-credit scene. Yeah, that was all. Aw- well, see, that was, th- those were the little things they were doing right. 
I think Joss Whedon was responsible for that scene for sure because that's the world building. That's us going, holy shit, he's going to be in the next one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have another big bad out there. Like when I first seen like who I was wondering who Luther were talking to at the end and I'm like, who is he talking to? And next thing you know, it showed Deathstroke coming in with his costume and I'm like, yes. Like. Yeah. And he's the, um, is he the same Deathstroke from the CW, like the world of Arrow and all that? Was it Manu Bennett playing him or? Uh, no, it was some Joe guy, Joe Magdalene. Oh, oh, Joe, the guy from True Blood. Yeah, the guy who plays Dungeons and Dragons, famous dude who plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Man, he would be a kick-ass Deathstroke for sure. And with Ben Affleck's Batman, I would see a kick-ass fight scene. I actually, all right, do you, I liked Ben Affleck's Batman in BVS. I liked the dark I gritty. Him. I just didn't think he was justified in how pissed off he was at Superman. And I actually didn't mind him in some scenes in Justice League. I'm kind of bummed that Ben Affleck isn't going to be Batman anymore. Yeah, now we got Edward. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. I was on a podcast record this week, and I couldn't remember the actor's name. I was just like, uh, Twilight guy. Somebody fill that in for me. And my girlfriend jumped on the mic. She goes, Rob Pattinson. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting choice. Well, I've seen a meme where we're talking about Batman was fighting Superman. He's like, I got to end this quick at night. He's like, why? Because in the daytime, I sparkle. Yeah. Because I look dead and I'll die. <laughs> well, I will tell you what, man. I, I I've admitted to this a few times on a few different shows, so I don't mind doing it here. I kind of accidentally got sucked into reading all the Twilight books before the movies came out. Uh, I came out of a movie theater one day, and, and there was a bookstore near the theater, and they had a poster for what turned out to be the third book, Eclipse, and it was just this like red scarf that's like sort of flowing through the wind but it's ripped in half in the middle like as if somebody had torn it or something and I looked at that I'm like well that's pretty cool let me see what that book's about I read the inside uh, pamphlet because it was a hardcover and it's like oh vampires and werewolves oh this looks pretty cool Romeo and Juliet with vampires and werewolves now this was on the best uh, it was on like the new release table I didn't know this was a young adult or a, you know like a teen fiction thing <laughs> and it said this is the third installment so I'm like oh shit no I'm gonna buy the first one and they had the first one right next to it so I bought it and I was reading it for like a couple days going, you know, all right, high school-y, kind of, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Where's all the violence? Where's all the sex? Why are they not killing anybody? And it took me, like, and I went online, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm reading teen novels right now. But something about the story kept me, and I read all of them. And then when they made the movies, I'm like, yep, that made it lame. I feel like when they were just books, this thing still had a chance to possibly be cool. But... Because as I was reading it, I was going, this would be a great movie. And then when they made the movie, I'm like, nope, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> then when I first heard you with Batman, by the way, when he Robert Pattinson even said or the other day, he's like, I ain't working out for the Batman row. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a bro Thor Batman. Like what is this gonna be Batman the teen years? Like I, I didn't need to get bulked up because I'm not I'm not old Batman yet. Like dude. If you're in, like, maybe, yeah, how much you want to bet the Snyder Cut is a secret ploy to get Ben Affleck back as Batman? I swear, that's what I'm hoping, anyways. Because a friend of mine told me when I was talking about this with him offline that, uh, what's it called? What he had heard is the reason Affleck left is because Snyder wasn't doing the movies anymore. Once, once Snyder left the project, you know, like, because I guess he didn't think he could continue when he was, um, he was in a really dark place, you know. 
Um, and the way the direction it was going, uh, Ben Affleck didn't like it. So in my mind, well, if, if Snyder leaving is the reason Affleck left, if they're giving Snyder the Snyder cut and then it has like this huge ripple of people loving it and maybe now there's a renewed interest in the DC universe, maybe we'll get Batfleck back for a while so that we could actually... Because the continuity breaking is what kills these things too. I'm really surprised Hulk survived the Ed Norton becoming... Uh, What's his name? Mark Ruffalo? Thank you. This is what kills... I, this has never happened before <laughs> as much as it's been happening in the last two weeks. I'm like, all right, now would be the good time for that name to not disappear from my head. <laughs> so yeah. thank you, man. Uh, like, yeah, like that's another thing I was about to say. Uh, my third thing I want to see on a Snyder Cut is ben, more Ben Affleck scenes. Like, that's the most I want to see. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, I also wouldn't mind Wonder Woman having... Or, or a little bit more of an expansion of why Lex Luthor has all those Dropbox files on what would become the Justice League. You know what I mean? Like, yes, did like, he he decides that she's called Wonder Woman? Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, like I was, I was wondering, and I want to see more Cyborg origins. Like, yes, absolutely. But you did hear though about Ezra Miller, the guy to play Flash, how he choked the fan, right? See, he doesn't even strike me from looking at him as somebody who would be able to even do that. So I would love to hear more about this. I did not hear about this. What's going on with Ezra yeah, Miller? Like, Ezra Miller, like, for some reason, I didn't even, it didn't even say on the audio or the video. It could do the video out on YouTube. He just gets mad for some reason, and he chokes a fan and just slams him into, the, like, a wall. And they got him on camera, and they're thinking he might be the Flash after this or not. Like, they're still really debating about it. Well, I mean, I know that back in the day, there was always, especially like when, I mean, it's probably even more so now if Disney's like at the helm, Disney's in control of everything, right? Except, well, Disney's got Marvel, DC is still separate. Um, so D, so that was, you know, continuing, that would be continuing what was always, like DC was always supposed to be the darker, grittier comics, and uh, Marvel was sort of the more flashy, uh, good for the family kind of stuff. So if Warner Brothers doesn't have to adhere to this sort of goody goodiness, but Disney always used to have these what they call morality clauses when they would ha have projects like this. And so it would be like if something like that happened, like if a star was arrested for drugs or a star picked up a prostitute or a star beat somebody up, beat their wife, beat their husband, beat a fan. That kind of thing would be the instant you're out. And now it doesn't even matter if people liked you as that person. We're replacing you and we're going to pretend you never existed. So... I if I can't imagine that that's that there isn't still something like that going on, and I think that's pretty much like an industry-wide thing in general. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of rough. Like it, the, nothing has come out as far as why he did that. The fan didn't provoke him or anything. Or it didn't seem like it. It just seemed like he said something that ticked him off. Like he waved or he just went in his presence. And I didn't get to see the full video. I just seen the image. Like I'm still looking for it online, but I seen it on Instagram. He's this. Person just walks up to him, says something to peeve him off, and he just he goes berserk mode. I've never seen his innocence get more tainted in my life. Man, like Ezra Miller just choked him and just slammed him. Well, you know, there's there, there's always been this mysterious thing about Hollywood and how it kind of drives people crazy. And maybe you know, maybe for all of us who are still on the outside, we don't really ever get the full story. Um, I would hope for the best, but that is disappointing to hear, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. He wasn't... And at that case, like, I was looking at it, and I'm like thinking in my mind, yep, I'm for the CW Flash now. 
Uh, well, I see. I don't understand why they don't do that. You know, like that would have been the smart thing for DC to do. They have this whole TV based universe with Arrow, Flash, and they've been doing all kinds of crossovers, Supergirl. Like, draw on the strength of what you've got. Don't try to be the people you're competing with. The only way to win is to be better and different, in my mind. I don't know. I mean,. It's ironic podcasting is a world where everybody's trying to be, you know, <laughs> different, but we're all talking about the same stuff. But, you know, just be better, you know. And so I, I think they, they really messed up not going that route in the beginning. Have Arrow be the center of this. You know, the way Iron Man, who would have thought Iron Man would kick off the Avengers, but it did. Make an Arrow movie and build out of that, you know, but but bring in Man of Steel. Bring in the Henry Cavill, you know, and... and Oh man, and like I don't know, like this almost seemed like Arrow was supposed to be like the Batman figure of the Arrowverse. Yeah, and so use that, you know, and then you could have Batman be darker, you know, you could do, or you could do the old Batman or Batman two thousand and whatever the uh, the one where he passes the torch on to Nightwing and makes Nightwing the new Batman. Yes. Or, or the post-Bane broken back Batman, you know? I mean, you had in the Batman Begins, you had it all go through, you know, and you could pick up with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt taking the Batman role, you know what I mean? And you have broken backed uh, Christian Bale out there, faked his own death with the nuke bomb, and now he's kind of just in the wheelchair <laughs> in, in the Batcave helping out. I think the stronger universe, I because Christopher Nolan was involved in Man of Steel and... Obviously, Batman Begins, and he was supposed to be overseeing the creation of the DC Universe, and he left pretty early on after, uh, I think, after Batman Superman went into production. And I kind of feel like with him, you you have Man of Steel, you have Batman Begins, all you needed to do was add Wonder Woman, and then in their movie where they meet, they find Flash and Aquaman. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would have worked, I think. Suicide Squad. I don't know why they went with Suicide Squad so early. No either, but it had potential, but they ruined it, of course. Too early. It was too early for that. No one knows why we should care about all these wacky fucking characters because we don't have a universe yet. You can't have a rogues gallery when you don't have a universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't think well, that was a hard combination for fucking Hollywood to figure out. No, it wasn't at all. Like. When I first, one of the things that, like, when you said Aquaman, like, I loved when they appeared Aquaman and just, like, the first time, like, and we got to see a glimpse of him. Because Ben Affleck being a little smartass saying, so I hear you talk to fish. <laughs> I did like his footage, like, 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 like an underwater probe, like, found, <laughs> found a cave and Aquaman comes out going, no pictures, no autographs, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, what, what are you doing? Like, they out of my swamp, you know what I'm saying? Like, trick. Yeah. Now I didn't see um I didn't see the Aquaman movie. Was that good? Oh god, yes. Like it was when you get an underwater uh Atlanta what what was it? Uh Atlantis, yeah, like underwater Atlantis. That city is so beautiful, like underwater. Yeah. Yeah, I got to check this out. Everybody said it was um it came out around the same time as Black Panther, so a lot of people said they felt like similar movies. They are similar. I was about to say, I didn't know if it was Black Panther or what movie it was, but it was a similar movie to it. <laughs> they had the same fighting styles and everything, almost like 
it was like similar, but at the same time wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, I, I kind of feel like it's hard. I, I know it's really unfair to do it, but it's hard to like think about it in terms of saying that was DC's uh, Black Panther. <laughs> you know, they've made Aquaman their Black Panther just because of how grandiose and the different technology and the mythology and stuff. So I could buy that, but, you know it's like it's it's tough because again they have to try to stand apart from each other as as far as like franchises and universes go um so i don't know it's it's got to be a tough nut to crack man it's i don't envy these guys all the time i still want to do it sometimes i wonder why i want to do it <laughs> like like i'll be listening to this and you know just even listen to all this drama about why isn't ben affleck gonna still be batman blah 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 and you're like man i just want to make a movie <laughs> you know what i mean i just want it to come out cool i want it to be something i would have wanted to watch when i was like a kid growing up and it just sounds like by the time it gets to screen you'll be lucky if it was even what you kind of were imagining in the beginning <laughs> you know exactly. and like I don't know. I, I'm Batman's one of my Ben Affleck's Batman is one of my favorite Batman's like mm. and that and Henry Cavill played a great Superman. Yeah. I kind of feel like those two should get at least another movie together. Uh where maybe they can kind of bury the hatchet over over trying to kill each other. They tried to I think they did that in Justice League to a degree, but it was a little hokey. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, dude, that was one of the Joss Whedon scenes. Yeah, I'd really love to see maybe like a whole different ending for that movie, too. I mean, if they're going to spend $20 million to do this cut and he's talking about shooting new stuff, I mean, come on, man. Fix the damn thing. Really fix it. Now, I wonder after the after this Justice League movie, Snyder Cut comes out, if he's going to do any more like DCEU movies, you know? Well, that's what I'm wondering, too. Is this all that's like a, it's an experiment with the unstated hope that this is a soft reboot of like this is like okay first one was our 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 attempt and we fucked up give us a chance to fix that and maybe that's what this is and we'll even we'll bring back the guy you want you know we won't we won't try to find these other directors or give new directors a shot because you know the other thing with giving new directors and new new talent like that new creative talent a franchise that's established. Look what happened when they gave Star Wars to Ryan Johnson. He pissed everybody off like so bad. It, it's like unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's like I'm surprised the guy has doesn't have to live in hiding and have like the FBI witness protection program. The the fights I've gotten into with people about his Star Wars movie, where I'm like, dude, it was okay. It's all right. You can like the movie. I'm like, no man, that was total crap. All right, well, you know, and and that's. Kind Kind of the the risk they run not bringing Snyder back, you know. So, yeah. And it's nice to see someone else doing what George Lucas did. It's nice to see someone else going back to material and going, you know what? We could have done this better. The thing is that George Lucas's stuff was perfect as it was. He shouldn't have fucked with it. This they fucked with too early, and now they need to go back and fix. Yes, like for instance, uh, now the Mandalorian was really good. Yeah, like, I I'm delinquent in that as well. So you're gonna have to fill me in on what's awesome and what's not, and what why. Hey. Why everybody's so like addicted to it? Well, both Fett, for my reason, both Fett's always been my favorite character, and Django Fett as the bounty hunter theme, and like Mandalorian, like I don't know, it's like a western type deal, like almost like like a spacey western film, like, mm. and then because like in the very beginning, 
like it just shows him not talking at all. I'm like, so is it gonna be one of these movies where you just don't like he doesn't talk? And then all of a sudden, this guy kept being a little asshole saying, "You spilled my drink." He just looks at him, goes back to what he was doing, and he just whoops all their asses after they put his hand on his shoulder. You know? <laughs> then, and then he said, "This guy was thinking." I'm saying, "Oh, you saved my life and everything." He's like, "Nope." I have a bounty for you. That's why uh, I saved you. <laughs> You're coming with me. You're yeah, still like, dead, but I'm collecting. <laughs> yeah, he said, look, I can bring you in cold or I can bring you in warm. And he just, and he's like, okay. And, yeah, like, it shows so much about, uh, like, Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm. Like, the, now, it's going to, like, show Ahsoka. Like, I told you about the other day, like, I was going to tell you about... Like, now, where did I start? Uh, Ahsoka was like, she was Anakin's, like, apprentice, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, and, okay, Anakin's apprentice. Yes. Nice. In the Clone right. Wars. She was her, uh, she was like a headstrong student, uh, and, uh, yeah, like, she was discovered by Plo Koon at the age of three, except oh. the Jedi I've played as Plo Koon in a couple video games. <laughs> that, I recognize that name. Yes, and when she was 14, like, Jedi Master Yoda granted Ahsoka the rank of Padawan ah. and apprenticed her to, like, Skywalker. So now it's interesting She's because powerful, reckless. that's uh, too old to begin the training, right? Isn't that, like, way too old to begin the training as a Padawan, 14? That's, like, a lot of exceptions just, being made to these rules. <laughs> He sensed the force in her and like a strong force, so he's like, you know what, go to Anakin. And Yeah, he's you know, the he's the last person who threw a wrench into our plans. Let's just put the two of you together and hope it works out. <laughs> mm. I swear it's it's a good storyline because at the end of the Clone Wars it shows Darth Vader going up against uh Ahsoka. Is she the dual lightsabering Sith? Is that what it is? Pretty much, yeah. She's look. She kind of looks like a skeleton. I may have seen some clips of this, and she has two red lightsabers with the sort of curved handles that, um, what's his name, the guy who fights Yoda in Attack of the Clones, uh, oh, Count well. Dooku. He has like that sort of uh, Spaniard style uh, yes. lightsaber handle. She has two of those, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen some oh. clips, but I don't know enough about the storyline, and I, I didn't watch enough of the Clone Wars to. Um, to follow it all but yeah i've heard a tale of her because she was sort of the precursor to darth maul right or is she a yeah, descendant so from like, darth maul or something like that she's like, she's like something like that but i can't remember the full story i just know she uh she was assigned to anakin and at the end darth vader she had to fight darth vader saying matthew i will never leave you and that touched the heart for me yeah well we know that she must not have survived right Yes. Like, Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's true. I mean, like, it, it's obvious pretty much. Yeah. I mean, but, like, he, like, he, if Darth I Vader survived, she didn't. That's the, there's only two ways this could have worked. Exactly. Like, that's funny. And the Mandalorian, like, there's so much about him, man. Like, I just like it because it's like a Western type Star Wars film. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like it's the Mandalorians, and it and even tells what happened to all the Mandalorians because they went in hiding. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, there's like a, and like the Mando Creed. It's like they they actually consider, like, isn't it like blood is thicker than water or not? 
not all not, not there's something like the mando creed is something about like family isn't always blood it's like something about how like they're more like the mandalorians you don't necessarily have to be family to be considered important or part of the community i don't know you know what this is this is me messing up so that anybody out there listening to us can email us or tweet at us and say hey you guys got this wrong and we'll say thank you thank you for letting us know and please keep listening and please write us again and we'll read it on the air it's <laughs> like Oh, man. Like, when I first seen The Mandalorian, I was loving it because, I mean, I was hoping to God he talked. Because yeah. I was not, not going to be down for it if he just kept looking at people and just being awkward, you know? Well, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, I don't know. what To me, what they're going to do when they have somebody not talk is when you finally hear their voice, it's going to sound like a mouse or a child or it'll sound something weird. And you're like, no, just make him cool. Just make him a cool character, please. Just we can't everything doesn't have to change <laughs> like people can still just be like the strong badass like those those stereotypes are there man you can't just like pretend they never were let's 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 be real like <laughs> yeah. uh, what uh now what do you think of the star wars the rise of skywalker film in your opinion oh man all right so i didn't see it in the theaters it's the first one like obviously i was uh I was born two years after A New Hope was in the theaters, and obviously I was then too young to see uh, Empire Strikes Back in the theaters. This is, I'm talking original runs, but I was a baby. I understand that I was a really little baby, and I went to see Jedi in the theaters, and then growing up, A New Hope is the first movie I actually remember watching and liking and understanding, and so Star Wars has been with me my whole life. I was not a huge fan of the prequels. The episodes one, two, and three were far weaker than the original trilogy, in my opinion. And I, because of that, I think I loved when Force Awakens came out. I was like, wow, we're back into the actual Star Wars. It feels like Star Wars again. This is great. And I didn't hate Last Jedi. I thought Last Jedi was cool. I enjoyed watching Rise of Skywalker. I'm happy I finally watched it to complete the saga. But I felt like they kind of really... I mean, for J.J. Abrams... It was like a good attempt, I guess, and, and especially since so much of the fandom was not happy with Last Jedi, he had to fix that. But he tried really hard, but I kind of feel like this was not what the Star Wars saga deserved after what he did with Force Awakens, the way he brought it back to its original kind of like glory. This was a real... I thought the whole thing with Palpatine coming back was weak sauce, total weak sauce. It, it's... It was like the safest, easiest thing to do. And I kind of feel like after all this time with all the talented people who've worked on all of these movies and all the talent out there now in Hollywood, you could have done a much better story and still been true to the spirit of Star Wars. So I was very disappointed in the direction they went, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to watch. You know, I don't know if that was too heavy handed to come back to, but it was <laughs> what's up? But it's like a light show almost. Well, when he shot the force lightning up and actually sh killed like the rogue squadron, I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? This is and this whole I am all the Jedi. I am all the Sith. Shut up. Shut up. This is fucking child's play now. I am like beyond like like what? <laughs> like you, it was all building to this? No, 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 no. Get George Lucas the fuck back in here. <laughs> yeah, this is like when I like my aunt made me watch 
the Rise of Skywalker yet last night, and God bless, like, <laughs> I had no words. Like, I, like, I'm like, I gotta watch this a second time. I mean, I, and, I, I'm being harsh as hell on it, but you know, it was fun to watch. But I just, fun, part but of me can't. Like, it, I just can't. <sighs> I can't hang my head on this, that this is how it all ends. This is it. This is where we are, you know? Yes. I just, we had so much, I mean, it, at the end of Jedi, you know, you have so much hope for, like, the future. And knowing what, there were things out, like like Luke reestablishing the Jedi Academy. Why didn't we have a couple movies about that? And, and having a student that becomes, like, a Kylo Ren. And not have it be this thing where it's like, oh, families and all the Jedi and all the Sith. That shit pisses me off so much. It's so, like, kidsy. It's so fairy tale. Yes. When like they had Star Wars, this ain't fairy tale. They they had you know when you watch uh, Rogue One and Solo and like the way they had like I feel like those movies were better than uh, the the new trilogy. You know what I mean? Because they they were like yes. showing the real world, like showing them having to climb the transmitter and get that information that you have Leia trying to get to the rebels in in A New Hope. Genius! That's a gr- I thought that was awesome. Um, so then, how come you you can't? like pay the same respect to to tying the whole thing up i mean i like the idea of descendants and like family bloodlines mattering but this whole i am all the sith so i will always so what he's gonna come back again then right (laughs) i mean if he didn't get killed (laughs) if he didn't get killed once the 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 force just brought him back stupid it's like so stupid (laughs) oh sorry i get pissed (laughs) it's like it's like the if you ever watch the cartoon Avatar: Last Airbender. I have heard like, about this. It's like, yeah, it's like an Avatar state where spiritually every everyone is connected. Like each reincarnation is. So that's what it's pretty much doing right here. It's like I'm all the Siths, and I'm like, okay. So like, what was the and, point of Snoke, and why were you growing these fake Snokes if it was you? And you were eventually going to just come out and say it was you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was... They came into a hole like like that. Like, they didn't... They just kept dig- digging a deeper hole, and they just couldn't get out of it. So they're like, you know what? Might as well keep digging. You know what, though? If it was Snoke, if it turned out to be Snoke is the one um, who's, like, coming back to life again and not Palpatine, I feel like I might have bought that. That at least you have Snoke as the bad guy in all three of these, and... All right, so you killed him in the second one, but hey, look, this guy knows how to use the dark side of the force to survive while they build him a new body. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so it's yeah. a cross between Vader and Anakin, if you think about it, right? Because it's spiritual and scientific. It's like it's it's God and science. Um, then. I feel like I would be more forgiving of the resurrecting of the bad guy. The fact that they went so far back. I remember when the trailer came out and you heard Palpatine's laugh. I was like, fuck this. Like, instantly, I didn't even watch more than a couple seconds. I'm like, I'm going to hate this movie. I'm just telling you right now. If this is what they're doing, J.J. Uh, Abrams sucks. I'm sorry I ever liked Lost. I'm sorry I ever liked anything he did. I'm almost getting ready to give up on Cloverfield completely at this point because the dude is not a good storyteller. He's a good fanboy. He knows how to write fan fiction versions of stuff we all love. But if this is what he really thought was the good ending of this, dude, 
You suck. Go home. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to see any more of your shit. <laughs> I'm surprised that he hasn't got any death threats or like bad emails or anything like that, you know? But Ryan Johnson did. But, but, see, people were so mad about Last uh, oh, Last Jedi that like, like this dude has to run and hide. And I'm like, wait a minute. It wasn't that bad, guys. You're just pissed because Luke is dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? He still is back in the third movie. Stop being dumb. Obi-Wan died in the first fucking movie. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> When I first seen Luke, I'm like, yes. Like I was, I was excited about that, but then I'm like, wait, he died? Man. It was a neat trick, though. You know, the idea that he force projected himself across the galaxy. That's pretty badass. I don't know why people yeah. didn't like that. I was like, yo, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, you guys, you're impossible to please, for one. Let's just put that out there. And I know I know, I am like that with other things, too. So I'm not trying to say I'm not. So you can call me a hypocrite if you need to. But, <laughs> but I, did, I didn't like Princess Leia dying. Like. Yeah, that was rough. And, Where and, I thought I thought Chewie was about to die too, but at the end, you know. Yeah, well, that was a, see, you know, cheap tricks all around, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have us believe he's dead for ten minutes, just to, and then like we find out that Hux is the traitor, and then he's killed a second later. It's like, guys, you didn't even like really give these things time to actually pay off. Why didn't we see Benicio del Toro come back? You know, why didn't Captain Phasma come back? You know, like like think about things that could have really made this like a good third movie in a trilogy and a good conclusion to the saga you know and they just played it super safe and made it vanilla as hell and it was like eh, i expected more star wars it's the original trilogy and that's it for me for now on when i talk about the the real respectable part of this franchise <laughs> i mean it wasn't a real bad movie, but at the same time, it should have been a better finale, you know? I want to see, like, a good... I mean, did they... They kind of did some good lightsaber battling. I wanted to see the Emperor fight again, um, because I... And I also... There's something really weak to me about... You will claim that you're a Sith. It's like, all right, so all you need me to do is just say the words? Like, why is that something that the universe is hinging on? Does anyone else find that weak? Like, like you guys are a bunch of egomaniacs. You can't handle that, like, I'm a Jedi. So if I tell you I'm a Sith and then go do Jedi stuff, are you still, are you going to be okay? Like, I don't understand why me, like accepting the the Sith role is the crux of this whole thing. You gathered all these people in this stadium to watch me just say, I am a Sith. Stupid. If this is what this club is about, I'm out anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you guys have superpowers. Just be happy that you're superheroes, right? Yeah, like, when I... I don't know, like, there were so many mixed emotions about this movie, like, it made me unhappy just at the end of it. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't think he looked good either. Like I thought, I didn't like what they did with his face. They made him to look like kind of a monster, kind of. You know, it, it was like a zombie almost. Yeah, with the with the white eyes, like the all white, no pupil eyes, and you're just like, eh. and wait, I'm supposed to believe this guy had sex with a woman at some point and gave birth to a kid that then gave birth to this kid. Like I didn't even think the 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 emperor was someone we would even think of in that light. Like, nah, no, he doesn't have a family. You know, Nobody is sleeping with that here. dude. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait. 
I don't know, man. When I first seen it, I'm like, I thought the same thing. I'm like, who would sleep with him? It's just like, you know, now we're making this, oh, it's his, it's his granddaughter? Obi-Wan's granddaughter would have made more sense. Luke's yeah. granddaughter would have made more sense. Like, like I don't even want to think of the villain who's based, because the other thing too, right? George Lucas, the other thing too about this is that George Lucas kind of screwed this up when he made the origin, the, the prequel trilogy because of the whole... Anakin is conceived by the midi-chlorians. Like, first of all, midi-chlorians is stupid. I've always hated that. The Force should just be a Force. It shouldn't be defined by bugs in your blood. Um, but, but then when they did that, it was like, oh, well, Anakin didn't have a dad. His mom, like, immaculately conceived him. All right, so are you trying to tell me that uh, Palpatine is sort of, like, the first version of that or is he like somebody who learned how to do that artificially and that's why he's so corrupt and evil like if you're gonna start going into this territory it just unlocks all these questions for me that i'm like this really isn't the series where we should be talking about this like if we were watching alien and they're talking about like is an android an actual person if we created it in our image are we being god you know that starts bringing up all kinds of god and man and science conversations but like we've got this guy who mysteriously somehow was able to bring himself back to life or never really died we don't know 100% but instead of showing up himself had to send this other weird fake version but it was really him acting through it it's sort of just like dude do you have any idea how muddy that water is like Star Wars is supposed to be what you see is what you get. Darth Vader is a big guy in an all-black costume with a black cape and a black scary mask on his face. Can't breathe without any of these robotic parts, and his sword is red. It's like the classic color scheme to let you know, bad, he is coming yes. to get you. It's a nightmare image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like... I don't know. All I know is, in a Mandalorian season two. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting mad just thinking about it, man. I'm sorry, dude. I, I I tend to infect that way. I tend to be like, yeah, you know, let me tell you about why I didn't like it, and then you just like, now I can't unsee that, Dave. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man, like, what do you uh, think about like when you think of Boba Fett in a Mandalorian? Like, what would you think about it when you first hear about it? I mean, it definitely sounds like the perfect area to take the franchise to kind of get us away from the stuff that's upsetting people. Uh, I remember when a friend of mine way back in the day had the Bounty Hunter video game on Nintendo GameCube, and uh, he was he loved it, man. And he was talking about how much backstory, you know, Boba Fett has, how much mythology there is surrounding the, the Mandalorians, and, and all these little things that we would only used to get in, like, video games or comic books or, like, novelizations that would come out every once in a while. But it kind of was neat that these things had all this background just kind of floating out there in the ether. So, you know, Disney, like all the other channels, deciding to go the Netflix route and uh, create their own streaming service, kind of like the perfect thing to explore. And uh, especially with all the talent we have now and like upcoming talent in Hollywood, you know, you could do a lot of fun stuff with this. And uh, I love prequeling. I love filling in holes in mythology. So I really want to check it out. It's just literally I've been too lazy to figure out how to either get a free trial of um, <laughs> Disney Plus because I was going to um, get a new phone and upgrade my Verizon account because I know they were giving away uh, a year of Disney Plus if you got a Verizon Unlimited. So it's just one of those things that I'm like, I keep saying I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. But even like, you know, my brother-in-law is like, dude, I can't believe you're not watching Mandalorian. And then um, 
one of my co-hosts over at Holland Iron was telling me when um, we were getting ready to record a couple weeks ago, he was reading an article that said, you know, everybody's not sure how these models for streaming services are going to keep going because Disney Plus saw, I think, like 11 million accounts once the Mandalorian season was over just deactivate. So there's going to be this thing where a new show comes out and people sign up for the free trial and then they watch that show and deactivate. And then maybe they'll try to sign up with a different email address and get a free trial again when season two comes out and then they'll deactivate. And it's just because like, you know, I've got, I've got Netflix prime and Hulu and I'm considering getting YouTube red just because I liked the Cobra Kai season one, which I watched on a friends. So that's four. If I want to watch the new Twilight Zone, I got to get CBS uh, or Picard. You know, so I got I to gotta get CBS for that. If I want to watch Mandalorian, I got to get Disney Plus. You know, so now that's five. <laughs> you know, and one of the first three I mentioned still has commercials, even though I pay for it. So I'm kind of oh, not, not thrilled with the landscape. And that's really kind of holding me back from diving in fully and like getting like a Disney Plus. Because I feel like I've had all these others for so long. Why aren't why isn't Disney making a deal with like Prime or Netflix so that people who are already there can pay maybe five bucks more a month to get the Disney stuff instead of having to go pay twenty bucks for an entire Disney package, you know? So yeah. I, I'm not sure how it's gonna work. Uh, and, and I don't want to watch The Mandalorian just by listening to people like you and my brother in law tell me what happened on it. I do want to watch it, but you know, the world is changing and we're trying to figure out how to keep up with it. So Hopefully people will listen yeah. to podcasts like ours here to, to kind of, if they're feeling the same way, to at least get some hint of what's going on. And they're like, yeah, man, Dave, I can't, I don't want to get Disney Plus either. So you guys tell us, you know, maybe that's what we can do for them. You could give them the recap, <laughs> you know. Like when, when HBO Max comes out for sure with the Snyder Cut, I'm definitely going to be doing a free trial. I ain't oh, yeah. Before, but I'm gonna- Free trial. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? So if you have HBO alone, you're not going to be able to see that. You have to get HBO Max, which is like a new a new service, right? So, yeah. and I want to I keep I'm keeping HBO because I love Westworld. Although hopefully that continues. I heard a lot of people didn't like this season. I'm about to watch it because I just uh, it just ended. I like I don't like to wait week to week. I'm too much of a binger these days. So, yeah. like I'll wait the ten weeks to watch all ten episodes unimpeded. Oh man, like. When, I don't know, like, all I know is when people say free trial, I'm like, I hope to God they like, I, I got to define how long the free trials are. It depends on how fast I'm going to watch all this. And you have to remember to deactivate it unless, or you'll get charged. You know, oh, that's, yeah. that's the whole psychology there is like, it's like the try before you buy, <laughs> you know, like, like the guys yeah. out on the street, like, Hey man, I got the good shit. Um, you like, you know, you sign up for the tree, the free trial, you start watching stuff, you get used to it. Then all of a sudden, Oh shit, I forgot that that month is up. And now bam, there it is on my credit card. I've got this service for a year. And you tell yourself, well, since they already hit me for it, I might as well keep it, but I'm going to remember this time next year to deactivate it. And what do all these services do? auto renew man hey you got to know to go in and turn that off too and this is me being the old man now you know i'm clearly a guy from the previous generation so all you guys out there listening probably think like what the hell are you complaining about this is normal i'm like it wasn't always normal and let me just tell you you guys are literally just debt slaving away (laughs) you just keep signing up for stuff that takes money every month go ahead enjoy That's if, why you use your friend accounts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, at the same time, we would say something like maybe you want to support us on Patreon or something. If you're going to give them 20 yeah. bucks a month, throw us like a dollar or two. It's, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. spread the love. 
Yes, like, man, when Disney Plus first came out, like, I know one thing. My friend, I was so sad because I'm like, I can't get this. And my friend said, hey, you want to see Disney Plus? I'm like, how? He's like, you can use my account. I'm like, and I looked at him for a minute. I'm like, is it right for me to do this? Yeah. Well, it's I, been right for them to rob us blind all this time. I think it's right for us to find a few ways to hack the planet and survive. <laughs> yes. It's well, a quote, one of my favorite movies, Hackers, Hack the Planet. Oh, man. Like, now, on the next subject, like, what do you think about Batwoman? Well, so I, uh, I've only had a little bit of exposure to the CW version of the DC Universe. I watched, you know, a little bit of Arrow, but not a lot. Um, and I've seen, like, you know, I, I've been sort of keeping a prize just, what, you know, reading articles and stuff. But what I've seen, I've liked. Uh, Batwoman is not something I watched at all. But I followed all the press when Ruby Rose signed on. That was, like, this huge coup. Like, holy crap, Ruby Rose. Best known for... Uh, Orange is the New Black, but anyone who saw John Wick 2, she, she's awesome in John Wick 2. She's actually one of the only good parts of John Wick 2. John Wick 2 sucks. John Wick 1 and 3 are awesome. <laughs> we'll talk about that someday. <laughs> but um, uh, I understand her departure is as big news as her being cast for the part is, though. Yeah, like, it's, uh, I heard it's because, like, she almost got paralyzed doing a stunt or something, you know? You know, uh, that sort of something similar happened to uh, Robert Downey Jr. when they were making Iron Man 3. And I think that's why he kind of said, let's wrap up Iron Man's role in all this because I don't want to do this anymore. Like, he hurt his leg and almost couldn't walk, you know. So I I would never fault an actor for leaving something, like, for that reason at all. You know, it's like, dude, let's keep this real. (laughs) You've made your millions so far, or at least you've made enough that you could keep making money by not having to work anymore. Um, Is it worth risking your life? But at the same time, then there's the point break theory of it's not, uh, what is it? It's not tragic to die doing what you love. (laughs) So some people kind of feel like if I'm not out there doing the stunt, why am I playing the part, right? I don't know. But when, uh, yeah, like when they do the stunts, I mean, I understand if they just go out because they almost died doing a stunt or something. Yeah, I understand that. It's real. But now, when it comes down to it, they just don't want to do it anymore. Why'd you sign up in the first place? Yeah. Especially when you knew signing on, you were like using your uh, personal brand capital to get people's attention for the show. So you knew you were going into it for the payday. The thing is, though, um, She's more of like a movie actress from what I understand. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch Orange is the New Black, but I understand she wasn't on it for more than like five or six episodes. So I don't know that, you know, that's a big difference from a 22-episode series, which is crazy to me that there are shows still doing 22-episode seasons these days. I, you know, a lot of the shows I watch are on like Netflix now or on HBO, and they're only on at the most 10 episodes a season. Um, but back in the day, like the X-Files days and stuff, that was 22 episodes a season was like a normal thing. Um, and there are some people that have only acted in those types of shows and then they cross over into movies eventually. I feel like it's probably harder to go the other way around, but, um, I don't know, man. I think it's easy for us to be like, yeah, I would, I would do it for that kind of money. I'd do whatever. But I think once you're the one there doing it, it's kind of like, oh shit, (laughs) I have to jump off this cliff. And then if I miss that thing, I might die. I kind of want to enjoy spending these millions. Yeah. Like now 
she said it was uh, on an interview that she enjoyed how being playing Batwoman, but at the same time, like it's a mutual decision. Like she made the decision, you know. Well, so. I think I saw somewhere too that she was difficult to work with, according to like the crew. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where maybe this just wasn't a good fit. And you know, it's very. If you've never been in a situation where you suddenly feel like something like that's going on, like I've been in situations like that in the podcasting world, I've been in situations like that in my previous day job, where you're just like, at some point, someone's got to say, hey, look, you know, this, no offense, and there's no no finger pointing, no blaming, but this this is just not gelling. Let's just stop spinning our wheels and wasting our time. We'll all go away, friends. But this was a bad idea. Cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. not everybody can hear something like that and say, yeah, cool. Usually that starts a fight, but at least you're being upfront about it. Yeah. Um, but if you've never been in that situation, the idea of like having to mutually say, Hey, yeah, let's, um, let's just not do this anymore. I guess it's almost like getting a divorce, right. Or, or something like that. Breaking yeah. up, you know, breaking up on mutually. Like we just both <laughs> just woke up and realized this is wrong. So I'm going to go over there you stay here. Have a nice life. Yeah. Like, oh man. Like who would you say would be a good road though for about when you think, well, you know, if she hadn't already dom- you know dominated the world as Harley Quinn, you got Margot Robbie is just like amazing at everything they give her. Um, yes. But you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot of the young female talent, which is hard to weird and say. But I guess like as I aged, I haven't kept up with like who are the up and comers like who are on all these CW shows now. You know, because um, I, sh- I feel yeah. like it's got to be someone in that camp. You know, anyone I'm thinking of probably is like a little past their prime anyway like i think back in the day like a carmen electra might have been a good choice or even before before they totally did that electra movie and totally screwed everything up maybe a a jennifer gardner would have been a good choice but these days like ruby rose if that's kind of the look they're going for um yeah they're going uh, they're going for the lgbtq community type deal you know yeah so i don't really and i mean i don't know who are their standout like players now and and is there anyone that's been sort of making the rounds on other shows that would be an obvious choice you know because i feel like one of the things i've been doing lately is catching up on shows i didn't watch when they were on like the wire so i'm kind of getting away from stuff that's current on network i definitely network i I very rarely watch network tv until it comes to a streaming service because i can't stand the advertising so i feel like on that one i'm a little bit out of the loop other than knowing that like when something like this happens this could easily spell the death of the show Right. Like when the person they've already established as the star is now like out. And that's what I think would have happened if Iron Man didn't come back and finish out his arc for Endgame. You know what I mean? Like if he's like at, yeah. at Iron Man three going, I don't want to do this anymore. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We got to finish. Uh, all right. Cool. Just just hang with us for a couple more. We'll give you like 50 million a movie, you know, and I'm sure there was probably some talk with her like, all right, well, how much would you want to stay? Is there any amount if there's not an amount? OK, let's just end this. And then like. Do you have any friends? Like, who do you think would be good for us to go to next? But yeah, like, I, I think this would be a good opportunity to take some unknown talent and make her a star, you know? Yeah. Like, and by the way, they even said that Robert Downey might be coming back to the MCU. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think paydays tend to pull people's attention back, right? You know? Yeah. Like, Zack Snyder was too broken up to keep working on this, but now he's going to come back and spend $20 million and make his movie, probably because he, he's hating the legacy of, of it not being good. And I would think the people behind Batwoman would feel the same way. 
Yeah, like, one person texted me the other day saying, hey, how would you think about Megan Fox being it? I'm like, no. Yeah, see, like, I feel like I would have, I would have, my, like, natural tendency would have been to say someone like her, too, and I felt like that's way too obvious, and they already tried to put her in a comic book world with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Transformers. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's all you think now when you see her. It's like, oh, yeah, it didn't work out at those two places. Now why don't you take this over? But she also doesn't have the chops for it. She's not like... You need somebody who could play these sort of the darkness of the Bat legacy, right? Yeah, like... And she don't seem dark. She just seems like she hangs out with people that might be dark, but... <laughs> she's more of like the sexy, ditzy chick who hangs out with everybody, right? Like, you know, like she, she's she not... She hangs out with the turtles. I mean... A young Gal Gadot is what you're really yes. looking for, right? You know, if she wasn't already playing Wonder again, like all the ones that I think are the natural first choices are taken by the movie versions. So, you know, um, what about Laura Propone? I mean, let's stick in the orange is the new black camp over there. You know, the girl from '70s show. Although she's more of a director now, but yeah, you know, she had sort of like she has the build to be a hero character. You know, she could have been like a one of the Amazonians on Wonder Woman's uh, Femascura there. Um, so I kind of feel like... Or, oh, shit, what about... What's her name? The other one from that 70s show. The one from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Donna? What Are you is, talking about Donna? The, the one who was going out with Ashton Kutcher the most of the, for most of it. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Donna was Laura Propone, and this girl, she's like more famous, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> more famous for, for sure but. the risk of saying something like that oh my god see i must be just getting old or i smoke too much weed these days i don't know what's going on oh boy forgetting oh, sarah oh, marshall uh, there was a game of thrones actor that someone said that could play her rosie leslie she played a a redhead badass in game of thrones uh oh Red oh she played egret yeah 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 that would be a good cut. Oh, Mila Kunis. Dude, how stupid am I? I can't remember Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis from that 70s show. Yes. Like, her name's hard to remember, but you can remember the face. The face is like, it's like jumping out at me, and I'm like, damn it, this is terrible. Um, yeah, you know, Game of Thrones is a great pool to pull talent from, too. Um, I mean, you could even take uh, the girl who played. Um... Shit. I just closed IMDb. <laughs> Let me open it back up. The Google machine hard at work here. Game of Thrones, Miss Sandy. I remember the character name, but not not like the actual... Oh, my God. No, that's not... Man, IMDb looks weird these days, guys. The search... Uh, you guys really need to work on your platform. I'm going to call you out every chance I get. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Well, while I keep Googling here, we can move on. I'll, I'll bring it back and just be like, Oh, it's her! And totally throw us off again. <laughs> uh, yeah, like... There's so many people... Like, you're this Krypton actress. Uh, who'd she play? Uh, oh... You know what? How did this not jump out at me earlier? Um, Maisie Williams, the girl who played Arya Stark, she basically had to become a ninja on Game of Thrones, so she would be, she'd probably be really good for uh, for uh, Batwoman. Yep. But I'm thinking Natalie Emmanuel, the woman who played Miss Sandy, she was sort of the the mother of dragons, is like second in command. But I don't know that she's much of an action person. That's the whole thing, too. Is that It has to be someone who's going to want to go through a, um, 
what's it called? Like they'll, they'll have to go through what's her name, like a Sarah, a Sarah Connor type training. You know what I mean? Like a Linda Hamilton. Like go learn how to shoot machine guns. Go learn how to do karate. You know, like if you're not already uh, experts in all those fields, because I mean. Those are definitely things a lot of actors will do just to have it on their resume, like full martial arts expert, you know, sword. I interviewed the guy who played, um, uh, he played Serio Pharrell on Game of Thrones, who was like the sword master of Bravos. He teaches Arya Stark how to sword fight. And his acting resume, the reason he got that part is because he is one of the only in the world like leading sword masters who still knows how to do all these different fighting styles. And he goes, yeah. And you never think that's the thing that will get you the, the job that puts you on the map. But you know what, if you learn something like that and it's like a unique skill that not a lot of people have, you know, use it, <laughs> use it to get where you can. Oh man. Like you gotta use what you got, you know, in the Hollywood business, but at the same time you gotta get unknown new talent, you know? And so for all the unknowns out there trying to figure out how to get noticed, go learn martial arts and then you could be like they might need somebody who knows how to do martial arts for a new movie and this could be your breakout role. You know, if you wanna be a Prince Valiant type, go learn how to sword fight so that when that sword fighting movie comes along you can audition for it. Yeah, like Oh man, there's so many like potential in a lot of people, but they just make their like square so small because they say stuff like they gotta be in the like lesbian community and everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I understand the whole, you know, there's been a fight for equality for a long time on every front you can imagine, and it's sometimes runs the risk of getting in its own way a little bit when you're trying to make everything a step in that fight. And I'm not saying that fights aren't to be fought. Fights have to be fought. But, you know, if you're going to hamstring yourself to the point where you're not going to let yourself actually do the best thing for the project, it's, I mean... I don't want to get into like politics, but a lot of people have the same arguments about politics. It's like you're not really voting for the person. You're supposed to vote for what it is that they are um <laughs> what it is that they're going to do. And I feel like a lot of that gets lost in being so caught up in making sure that you're ticking the boxes to 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 get to your agenda progressed <laughs> to where it should be. Now granted, things in 2020, a lot of things are not how they should be. A lot of things are not how we thought they were going to be, even based on movies from the 80s. You know, we always, you know, it was easy to see, like, the racist in the movie was the bad guy, or the person who was, like, discriminatory against gay people in the, in the movie was the bad guy. And these days, we've got those people in charge of shit. So it's, it's kind of weird that we had the idea of the message a long time ago, and now it's muddied up again. And I think sometimes all causes wind up walking the tightrope of accidentally possibly falling into that. And um, so that's, that's the, I guess, most delicate way to approach talking about, <laughs> talking about yeah. this subject. But I'm trying to like be very um, frank and honest, but not offensive to anybody because I understand yeah. it's hard to even talk about, you know? Yeah, but and I'm the one who's not who's supposed to not be allowed to talk. I'm just like a, I'm like a 40 year old cis white guy, guys. It's I get it. I'm just saying some of us get what's going on too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh man. Now we're at the end of the show where we talk about the comic of the week. Sweet. Now, now we're talking about uh, 
Now, I showed you, Dave, uh, the other day, the comic book character of the week we're talking about. It's uh, the Batman who laughs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I just laugh nervously all the time, guys. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> like, man, the Batman who laughs, he's the combination of the Joker mixed with Batman. Now, is so is this an actual storyline? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. It's in DC. It's like a different Earth type deal where uh, if you ever play any of the Batman games, Arkham games, you know when the bat like Joker one day infected uh, Batman with one of the toxins, you know? Yeah, this is in Arkham City, right? That was I thought that was yeah. a great game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like he infected uh, when uh, Joker killed him. He had to kill himself, and then all of a sudden the little chemicals in the blood got in the Batman system and made him like almost like the Joker, twisted and insane. And he's Batman, but he's twisted insane morality. And yeah, like, so we have the fusion of the Batman and the Joker. And he goes to different worlds, just enslaving them and killing, you know? Like, mm -hmm. oh God, it's like insane. Like, because he's Batman's worst nightmare. Because he's like, what if Batman turned into the Joker? So. Yeah. No, I love this already. This sounds awesome, man. Yeah, like, oh man. And. He like he killed the whole Bat family. So, <laughs> like literally, here's the funny thing. He literally texted everybody on the Bat family saying, "We got me at the Bat Cave." Everyone said, "What's up, Batman?" And he comes out with two machine guns, just killing everybody in the comics. Wow, wow. See, I left comics at the wrong time. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, he just says he just says, gotcha and just starts killing everybody. And I'm like, what in the world? And I'm like. Okay, and then all of a sudden I'm like, maybe Superman. Nope, Superman went down next. <laughs> and then I'm like, maybe Wonder Woman. Nope. Like, every time I think someone's about to come up and whoop them, they just... And I thought Superman had the best chance, because... But he had to be the most heroic, saying, Batman, we can talk this out. Have a face full of kryptonite, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, see, now, that's the whole thing. I mean, everyone... I, and I love Batman, too. He's one of my favorite characters of all time, but... He's got some paranoia going on, and he's definitely the guy who had, like, he's notorious. He's got the way to kill every other person in the Justice League. He yeah. will do this. He, if As soon as he feels like this is, uh, something's up, you're, you're not to be trusted. I mean, like, he famously always kept the kryptonite bullet in his utility belt in case Superman needed to get put down. And yeah. uh, I think, didn't they eventually play with him getting cancer from carrying that around all that time like that's part of why he can't walk because so. like so. i know luther got cancer from having the kryptonite ring and that's why they had to save his brain and keep putting it in the younger luther bodies and stuff yeah the dc yeah. universe is dark as hell man dark as hell yeah. <laughs> well, marvel though they're playing butterflies dc's over there like being dark yeah man scaring people <laughs> yeah like like I don't know. When I seen the Batman Glass, I didn't believe it. I'm like, is this real? And then I looked into it. It's in the new reboot of DC Rebirth, and it's called Dark Knight Metals. And, oh, God, it's it's so good. But, yeah, man, like, I guess that's all to talk about today. You got anything to say, Dave? 
Uh, well, I've been playing. I, I, I for the finally after having a PlayStation Four for a couple of years, uh, and with all this news about PlayStation Five coming out, I finally signed up for a PlayStation Plus account. And one of the cool things they do over there when you sign up for PlayStation Plus, no, they don't sponsor us, but damn, are we hoping they will? Um, you get a couple free games a month, actually. And uh, one of the games I was playing, I am so weird, dude. Like with all the cool new video game stuff coming out, I could definitely do, you know, keeping everybody up to date what I've been playing every week and uh, with the pandemic we're all living through it's been a lot of opportunity to play some games but of all the games I've been playing lately uh, for free I was able to download City Skylines PlayStation 4 Edition which is basically like that old SimCity game that we all played on Super Nintendo and on PC and you wouldn't think it but man this thing is fun I was up until 5am the other night playing because I finished editing and it was around 1am and I was like okay I'm a little too wired to go to sleep let me let me start messing around with this game and I'm like all of a sudden going alright how, how do I adjust the tax rate for the low density housing area so that more people will want to move to my city so I could get to the next milestone so I can build a football stadium and all of a sudden I look out the window and the sun is coming up and I'm like I'm 40 years old what in the hell am I doing <laughs> so if that's any indication if anyone out there loved playing SimCity back in the day this is definitely a game you're going to want to check out and if you don't have a PlayStation Plus account I think it's only like 10 bucks I am dangerously close to actually spending money on DLC for it because they have all kinds of expansion and you could build national parks and shit and I don't know I don't know what about this even my girlfriend when she's watching me play that and there's another game called Jurassic Park Evolution which is basically SimCity with Jurassic Parks and she she was watching me play it one day and she goes so this is just basically grown up Legos right like I mean that's what you're getting out of this it's just like oh, look at what I built and I'm like I guess so yeah so anyone out there who likes to build stuff and doesn't want to get dirty doing it these are some fun games you could play. I'm playing them on PS4. I'm pretty sure they're available um, across platforms. And if they're not, feel free to tweet us and email us and tell me I was wrong because we like to be corrected and we want to we want to get it right. So, so that's me. And um, I guess you know if you want to check out anything else we got going on for me, I got the Hollow Nine Network, uh, which is over at hollow9.com. It's the word Hollow, the number nine, I N E, all as one word. Um, you can also find us on iTunes and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you'll be seeing all kinds of promos for Geeking Out Loud showing up over there as well. Yes, like, and we got to give it to our new co-host, Dave, <laughs> and next week we got a new, uh, we got two new co-hosts, actually, one Justin, but we had some uh, complications where he could show up today, so. Yeah, that's my bad. I, I threw a wrench in the schedule this week, guys. That's my bad. I'll, it, I'll try to be better about that. But, <laughs> but thanks for inviting me along, man. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Like, can't wait to do this next week, man. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be a blast. All right, man. Uh, I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too.